This hour is sponsored by Full Life Chiropractic. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WHIO and Cox Media Group. This is WHIO's Brian Kilmeade. Hi, everybody. Dayton is our number one priority. You know that. And as news breaks, we'll break in anytime. Dayton's all news and talk is 1290-957-WHIO. Welcome, Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you were created to be healthy, feel good, look great, and enjoy your life. My job is to teach you how to make that happen so you can be as healthy as possible and uh, be there for your family. So I want to welcome you today. Um, and today we're going to be talking about uh, epigenetics again, uh, just a second part. And I'm actually going to be mostly focused on a couple of superfoods that are known to actually help the, the human genome express the, the obviously the healthiest version of you as, as possible out of your DNA. So I'm going to be talking about that. I know it's kind of heady. And wh- why am I talking about all this is because of our awesome event that we have coming up on Facebook Live. It's going to be on September 21st. It is at 8 p.m. on Facebook Live. We're going to be talking about epigenetics, MTFHR, genetics, period. We're going to be talking about all that stuff because a lot of people have been told that their genetics are going to determine their destiny. And nothing could be further from the truth. There are some things you can do in order to prevent yourself from developing the same disease process your parents or grandparents had in the past. So that's what I'm talking about this topic. I think it's a fascinating topic. I had a lot of good feedback from our patients that listen to the show every single week. And, uh, and of course, I want to just make sure I give you a couple more applicable things. I know in the last segment of last week, I got kind of cut short with time and talk about different foods. So this whole radio show this week is dedicated to talking about uh, foods that are healthy that actually uh, allow your epigenetics. And we'll be diving in way more in-depth about these things when we have that workshop. Once again, that workshop is on September 21st at 8 p.m. on Facebook Live, talking about epigenetics, MTFHR, and also uh, genetics, period. So as always, I like to get started by uh, reminding you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. That's A-S-K-D-R-J-U-A-N.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. Press option two. Uh, team is standing by to answer your questions about this topic or other topics we cover in the past uh, or get you signed up for our event uh, online so you get a reminder and don't forget about that event once again happening on September 21st at 8 p.m. on Facebook Live. So uh, as always, I want to always start what, what, with what grounds me and what uh, keeps me you know, uh, on mission as far as what I do every day as a chiropractor, helping people realize their health from the inside out naturally without drugs and surgeries, not just about back pain, neck pain and headaches, but it's about, you know, allowing your body to be as healthy as possible so you can be who God's called you to be. And the reason why I'm so passionate about that is simply because of my mom. Uh, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer six years ago now, uh, February of 2014. And my mom called me to tell me those devastating news, which, of course, um, you know, clearly had me shaking uh, because I was so scared. I'm like, I don't know what to do. My father died on Christmas Eve when I was 18 years old. And I'm like, Mom, you're all I got. I don't know what to do, but uh, what are you going to do? She says, I know I know what I'm not doing, son. I'm not doing chemotherapy and radiation. I'm like, all right. Well, fair enough. I am scared. I don't know what to do, but I know one thing, Mom. I know God put an amazing power in your brain, and if your brain and your body are communicating 100%, your body has to function and heal 100%. So let's get your spine checked. 
We got our spine check, and when you look at the side view of the neck, you're supposed to have a 45-degree angle in your neck. When we took my mom's x-ray, we saw that she had lost 100% of the curve in her neck. Her neck was completely straight. Uh, so obviously that's not normal strike one from front to back. You are supposed to be completely straight. When we looked at my mom's x-ray, we said that she had lost, uh, you know, the, the alignment, the proper alignment. So she was actually deviated sideways. She had a bend in her upper back, uh, known as a minor scoliosis, scoliosis in her upper back from T1 through T7, which happens to be the same area where the nerves that come out of there go to her breast tissue, heart, lungs, and other vital organs. When I saw that, I knew I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that that was not helping her situation, that was causing some sort of issue, and I knew 1,000% that I was actually not helping her because for years, really decades, my mom always suffered from upper back pain, neck pain, and headaches, and every time she went to the doctor, she got the same answer, and that answer was a medication or a surgery, and she always did the medication. She didn't want to do surgery. Nonetheless, not ever getting to the cause of the problem, just masking the symptoms. So why am I talking about epigenetics? I'm talking about epigenetics because my mom kept on masking her symptoms with drugs. Furthermore, she kept on eating really, really bad foods that allowed her body to create the conditions for her to develop actual cancer. So how does that apply to you? And what is it that you have to do different? What is it that you have to do in order to make sure your genes are not turning on the bad stuff that creates cancer and make sure your genes are turning on the good stuff that kills cancer and it makes your skin tighter and it makes your, you know, your skin does, doesn't get wrinkly and doesn't age as fast and doesn't make your, your, your bones as brittle, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why I'm talking about this topic. And once again, uh, I wasn't going to do a second radio show on this, but I think it's appropriate because some of you are not going to be able to log on and watch the actual uh, Facebook Live. Number two, some of you are so interested and you can't even wait because you want to do something different now uh, instead of waiting the you know the few days that are left before we go live and we have that actual workshop. So I figure I'd give you a couple more tips on what you can do with foods when it comes to epigenetics and genetics and and how to uh, make sure that your body's not expressing the negative genes that are obviously going to create disease in your body. So I'm going to recap for those of you who did not listen to the radio show last week and those of you who are not uh, can't remember the topic, but genetics and epigenetics. And once again, I'm going to dive into that way, way more in depth on September 21st on our workshop online. And Genetics is basically what determines who you are um, because of the DNA that's passed down from you from your parents. So traits such as your hair color, eye color, uh, the shape of your face, how big or small your nose is, how tan or not tan you are, etc. Some of those things you cannot change and we understand that. Uh, but they, they thought for a long time that you could not change any of them. That if you had genes, no different, like you would never be able to change your nose unless you got, obviously, if you got your dad's nose, like my best friend, who's also a chiropractor, Dr. Dr. Jason Ellis out in, uh, he practices in Baltimore, he lives in Pennsylvania, but nonetheless, he has his nose, and we kind of joked around about it when we were back in, uh, back in college, you know, he has his nose, it's very distinct for his family, there's nothing wrong with it, he's a good looking guy, he's married, 
two beautiful kids. But n- nonetheless, he has a nose that you can definitely tell. Like, okay, well, that's his dad's nose, right? So his nose is something that it doesn't matter how much broccoli he eats or doesn't eat. Uh, it doesn't matter how much, you know, all the, you know, the green tea he drinks because it's super high antioxidant. Also, how, how much curcumin he takes. He's not going to be able to change his nose unless he gets a surgery. So that is not the genetics I'm talking about. I'm talking about the genetics that actually have him predisposed to potentially have, let's say, high blood pressure or, uh, you know, genes that have him predisposed to potentially have high cholesterol. Those things you can actually change. It was believed for a long time that you couldn't, that you could not, you know, do anything different and that you were going to suffer the same fate of your family members that came before you. So everybody in your grandma's side, uh, all the males have died from heart disease, that you're going to be doomed with the same fate no matter what you did. So, uh, you know, a a field of doctors started studying this field called epigenetics back in the 70s that basically uh, revealed that that is not entirely true, that you can actually turn on genes and off genes uh, in your body that would create more or less actual cholesterol that then would in turn minimize your chances for having X, Y, or C disease. So that is the study of epigenetics in a nutshell. Uh, The simpler way to explain it is your genes are a paragraph. Epigenetics is a punctuation in the paragraph. If you change the question mark, the exclamation point, the period, the comma, the actual paragraph is going to have a different expression or a different meaning and that's what was that's what epigenetics is and what actually moves the commas and the question marks and the periods is actual foods and chemicals you put in your body this is why i couldn't just talk about epigenetics and genetics last week and give you just a couple of tips about certain foods. I think it's just appropriate that we talk about some other foods and other chemicals that are found in foods and uh, that are actually going to help you turn on the correct genes that allow you to actually be the healthiest version of yourself. So, uh, you know, some of the things that that I'll be talking about, and I don't want to get too crazy over your head, but one of the things we talked about was you know, methylation of the DNA. And methylation of DNA is what allows you to actually uh, express a certain part of the gene or, you know, or inactivate a certain part of the gene. So, for example, there's a DNA strand, right? You've seen it. we all seen it in the movies, that little, you know, loop, de-loop thing, two, two waves um, that kind of come back and forth together, and they got those little things in between. Kind of, It looks like a twisted ladder, basically. Um, so... This twisted ladder is your DNA, and then things attached to that DNA. So to the side of the ladder comes this thing that attaches to it, and this methyl group allows you, a methyl group is simply a carbon and three hydrogens, attaches to it, and then that actually allows the actual DNA to express something to to the means of, okay, you need to lower your blood sugar. So it's sending messages throughout the whole body like, hey, your blood sugar needs to be lower. So the body figures out a way to do that, whether it's producing more insulin or, you know, digesting sugar faster to the muscles, etc. Right. So that's what the methylation kind of just turns on or off the light switch. So different foods out there actually allow you to turn on or off those light switches. So for in the other side of the coin, for example, if you have a, a gene that like, you know, the BRAC1, BRAC2 gene, and that's the one I'm, I'm going to kind of just use as an example. Uh, the BRAC1, BRAC2 gene are the genes that uh, women are looking for and getting tested for to see if they're actually susceptible to breast cancer. So when they're BRAC1 or BRAC2 gene positive, et cetera, 
one of them is more aggressive than the other. So if you have one, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but if you have one that is uh, obviously you know very aggressive, that means that you have the higher probability of developing breast cancer. So then now, how do you make sure that that gene is turned off? That's by allowing this methylation process and where a carbon uh, a, a carbon and three hydrogens a methyl group attaches to the DNA and says, hey, Gene, you need to turn off because you actually you're bad news. We don't want you to create a tumor in the breast that develops into a malignant tumor, which eventually becomes cancer, eventually spreads and, you know, causes all kinds of problems. We don't want you to do any of that. So what we're going to do is we're going to shut you up. We're going to turn off the light switch. So you go into a bedroom, you turn on the light switch, lights on. You turn off the light switch, lights off. So whenever you have genes that are turning on or off, uh, that's being caused by something. And that's generally speaking, the environment. So the environment inside of your body is directly dictated by the chemicals you put on your body and in your body, such as foods and toiletries, such as, you know, deodorant, shampoo, etc. So some of the foods that I'll be talking about on the upcoming segment are going to be uh, sulforaphne, which comes from actual Broccoli, selenium, which comes from Brazil nuts, uh, EGCG, it comes from green tea, resveratrol, which is actually comes from wine or, you know, grape juice. Uh, so those are the things that I'll be talking about. And also curcumin, which is obviously comes from curry. And that is the pigmentation, that yellow pigmentation that it actually you know, allows your body to, you know, decrease inflammation, all these other amazing things. So I'll be talking about all those today. And once again, might be a little boring, a little heady for you, but I want you to understand why it is that those things are good for you and why you should be figuring out ways to consume them in your daily uh, intake and diet uh, in your body. So you can obviously be as healthy as you can possibly be. So I got to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, The Institute and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet by searching AskDrJuan.com. That's A-S-K-D-R-J-U-A-N.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937 552-7364. 552-7364. Press option two. Team is standing by, ready to answer questions about this topic or other topics we cover in the past. Uh, lastly, you can always find us on iTunes via podcast by searching Living the Full Life with Dr. Juan and listen to this show or any other shows we cover in the past. So want to welcome you back today. We're going to part two, epigenetics, specifically foods that are epigenetics. Um, you know, obviously the study of genes and how to turn them on and off. So you can have obviously good expression, meaning good translation of genes that are going to do healthy things for you. So, um, such as, you know, kill cancer, et cetera. So one of the power foods that I want to talk about first is resveratrol. Resveratrol, um, it's an actual dietary polyphenol, uh, which is basically a, a, an actual chemical 
that it's a phytochemical. It's a chemical that comes phytochemicals. And I don't want to be over anybody's head, but phytochemical is something that actually gives pigmentation to food. So for example, eggplants are really, really deep purple, you know, strawberries are red, you know, greens, uh, you know, like kale, etc. So all those different colors, yellows and greens and oranges and all those different colors in fruits and vegetables are phyto. Uh, chemicals. So these um, these actually have some really really good actual uh, benefits to the human body, and resveratrol is one of those. So resveratrol um, it actually is naturally found in different plants. So as it's found in peanuts, mulberries, cranberries, blueberries, but it's actually most abundant in the skin of grapes. So red grapes. This is why people talk about, hey, you know, drinking wine, red wine is really good for you. They're absolutely right. Of course, minus the alcohol. If you take too much alcohol in, that actually creates an inflammatory response, which is definitely the opposite of what we want to do. But nonetheless, resveratrol is really, really good for you. And resveratrol is one of the, those things that is an antioxidant. So the reason why is really good when it comes to epigenetics is because it has a lot of anti-cancer properties uh, that allow you to actually impact the 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 amount of cell division that happens in a in an actual tumor. So a tumor is nonetheless nothing more than uh, a, a cell that kind of went away. So cell one array. So let's uh let's just talk about it in simple terms. Let's let's say that somebody has a a paper piece of paper. Uh, it has a you know poem that is just you know kind of a silly poem that doesn't rhyme. It's really really bad. It's got spelling errors, etc. So that's a really really bad poem, right? Compared to something that like you know Shakespeare wrote. So then what happens is that the body, this this actual poem, the piece of paper that's really, really bad, that has, you know, spelling errors, etc., that then gets put in a copier machine and starts copying. And now you're going to distribute that to your kids in your classroom to show them how to write an actual poem. So the bad thing about it is that that poem is terrible, obviously, because it has spelling errors, it doesn't rhyme, etc., etc. But the problem is that you're actually dividing it or making copies of it that's a malignant tumor or a tumor period it has a few spelling errors right uh so then it goes from you know benign to malignant in the sense of well if it's benign the you know there'll be somebody that comes in and say stop using that copy machine if you're going to copy that really bad poem only make 10 copies a day great so the you know the person copying those bad uh poems go ahead goes ahead and just only does 10 that's the benign and i'm simplifying this for a reason then you have the malignant which is the one that goes in there is like i don't care what you say i'm gonna make seven thousand copies every day of this bad poem and i'm gonna give it to as many people as i know that's a malignant tumor so the beautiful thing about resveratrol is resveratrol comes in and actually slows down so resveratrol will show up and instead of actually telling the thing, uh, whatever entity, the human being, I guess, you know, making the copies on the copier machine of the bad poem, the resveratrol would do, it would actually start interfering with the copier machine. It would start like spilling water on it, disconnecting it, you know, creating paper jams so it wouldn't be able to actually print. Resveratrol does that and this assists the body 
in the ability to actually kill those cells with the natural killer cells, uh, neutrophils, et cetera, all these white blood cells and different cells that we have in our body that kill cancer. So these cells would actually come in and kill these mutated bad poem cells and get rid of them, right? So resveratrol allows to slow it down enough to actually allow it to do its job, allow the body to do its job, which is killing this actual, um, you know, this actual cancer cell or, or et cetera that's actually growing so i know that's a little long a little heady but once again that is really really good information as to why you should be taking resveratrol either a supplement or getting it through your diet so i gotta take a quick break here folks you're listening to living the full life on 1290 957 whio days and talk it's our ask the expert weekend on the miami valley radio station with breaking news weather and traffic 1290 and 957 whio dayton's news and talk it's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Live the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As so always, want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364, press option 2. Uh, team is standing by ready to answer your questions about this topic or the topics we covered in the past. So I want to welcome you back. We've been talking about epigenetics and some foods that you should be consuming that are actually really, really good for you that would slow down or even inhibit the body's ability to create certain diseases such as cancer, um, you know, or cholesterol, et cetera. All these are different diseases that are out there that people are dealing with right now and doing it naturally without drugs and surgery, but more so through what you eat and the diet and your daily habits. So uh, I want to welcome you back. So this topic is pretty hot. It's something that a lot of people are kind of very inquisitive about, but they just don't really know where to research. So in the previous segment, I was talking about resveratrol, which once again comes from the the, the skin of the the red grape. So the the grapes have this chemical called resveratrol, which not only uh, allows to slow down the division of cancer cells, uh, it, it even assists in the killing of those. But also another thing that it does is uh, angiogenesis. So angiogenesis is the process in where an actual cancer cell creates a new blood vessel so a capillary or an artery so it can get fresh blood so it can steal the sugar and all the minerals and chemicals and create obviously a better bigger copy of itself so it divides and it becomes it's basically like putting jet fuel in your copier machine and making you making it copy faster uh once again keeping with the the analogy of the bad poem so making a copy of the bad poem a lot faster. So resveratrol, what it does, it actually cuts the power to the copier machine. So for example, every cell needs oxygen, food, uh, such as sugar, etc., to survive and actually divide and do what it's supposed to. When those cells become mutated and become cancerous, what happens is that the actual, they need more blood. So they have this gene that gets you know kind of tripped up and it gets activated this gene that allows these cells that are mutated and doing bad things to actually tell the body hey you need to create a blood vessel over here and it does and now has blood flow to it and this blood flow allows that tumor to grow faster and faster and unfortunately the other thing that it does it actually allows some of those actual um you know cancer cells to go in the bloodstream and go somewhere else in the body therefore you have metastasis so 
resveratrol uh, not only shuts off the genes that allow for that angio, uh, angiogenesis or the creation of new actual uh, blood vessels, so it shuts down that gene so it does not allow it to do it. And even when the tumor is there, it actually helps shrink and even destroy those blood vessels. So then in turn, the cancer cell doesn't have the actual blood supply that it needs to survive. Then the tumor starts shrinking. This is all based on research. Uh, I'm on the NIH.gov website, literally looking at PubMed, looking at this research, nerding out here with you guys, because this is important information that you need to know. And uh, average medical personnel don't even know uh, resveratrol as actual potency and what it does in the human body to the chemical uh, you know, degree that I'm explaining right now. So that's resveratrol. So I wanted to talk about that because obviously is is something that you should be consuming in your diet. So, but the next uh, food that, that I want to talk about is curcumin. Uh, curcumin is also another phytochemical, phyto, uh, polyphenol that uh, originates from the actual turmeric root, which is an actual um, tuber. It actually grows in the ground. So, it's, it's literally responsible for the yellow pigmentation in curry so if you eat indian food obviously everybody knows your fingers will get kind of yellowish and it's because there's the yellowing of the curcumin that comes from turmeric which is obviously what curry is it's basically grounded up turmeric that you put on your food so this actually is a really really phenomenal uh, you know, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, chemical that you should be consuming at all times. So curcumin, we, and this is one of the biggest things that many people don't know, um, is that curcumin is best consumed and it's actually best activated by actual black pepper. Uh, many people don't know that, and and it's unfortunate because a lot of people are spending a lot of money on actual curcumin products. And what happens is that if you have this curcumin product that's inside of your body that is not activated and is not bioavailable, your body's never going to absorb it to the best of its ability. I'm not saying it's not going to absorb any of it. It's going to, but it's going to absorb at a lower rate. So, example, you take, you know, 10, let's say you take 10 grams, which is a really, really large amount of curcumin, but you take 10 grams of curcumin. And if you're absorbing 50%, that means that you're only absorbing five grams of it. So if it's not bioavailable uh, because your body cannot absorb it, so what happens is that your body's getting rid of the rest of it. So the way you activate it, yes, you can add you know, black pepper to it, but actually what you want to do is you want to consume an, a form of curcumin that actually has black pepper in it. In order for it to be activated, so once it gets to your uh, your your belly, your 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 gut, so not necessarily your stomach, but your gut, and it starts getting into your bloodstream, it's activated. And this is the thing: the beautiful thing about curcumin is it's actually a cancer scavenger. It literally looks for cancer cells and it kills them. So uh, another thing it does is super anti-inflammatory. So like when people have uh, pain, and once again, this is this these are just foods that are really uh, important for you to be consuming if you want to activate good genes in your body to express good 
positive things like, you know, the killing of tumors and anti-inflammatory, anti-inflammatory properties, etc. So you want to be consuming these for that reason. And then one of the, the, the nice side effects is that if you have, let's say, you twisted your ankle while you were out for your jog or your walk trying to stay healthy because you listened to one of the radio shows. You said, you know, I'm going to start walking because Dr. Juan said that's actually good for me. Um, you start walking, but you twist your ankle off the curb. And then now you have an inflamed foot and it's hurting and it's, you know, bruised, etc. One of the things you can do instead of taking an Advil or ibuprofen to reduce inflammation, you can actually take curcumin. And that is going to reduce the inflammation. And oh, by the way, it helps in the clean out of the damaged tissues in the cells, such as the actual, you know, let's say you you slightly tore a, a tendon, not completely, but just enough to be annoying and inflamed. There's dead tissue there that is no longer uh, obviously working because it's completely detached from its natural place, such as a tendon or an actual ligament. And those tissues need to be consumed and gotten rid of. So the body will send pockets of, you know, macrophages, which are these garbage, like literally garbage trucks that literally just come and chomp on stuff. So that's what actual macrophages do. And once again, reducing that inflammation uh, is something that is going to cause you to not have as much pain or much issues as you're recovering and healing. So curcumin is, um, it literally is very, very powerful in that uh, when it comes to epigenetics, it, it allows you to modify the histones. And that's something that, once again, I don't want to get into too many crazy details. Uh, there's two ways that you can actually affect uh, ep- the genes epigenetically is by affecting the actual methylation of the DNA, so attaching a methyl group to it, or the histones, which are these proteins, et cetera, that are on the DNA. So by you affecting that, um, you know, it's going to allow you to either good or bad, you know, expression of that gene. So curcumin actually functions as a histone modifying compound so once again that's a really really good thing on top of everything else i said about curcumin that is something that's really good that you should be uh you know consuming um in your diet every single day or most days and you should actually be you know uh, supplementing on it uh, because many people unless you eat a traditional asian or indian cuisine uh, on a daily basis, you're going to not get enough of that in your diet to be able to create some sort of actual, um, you know, difference in your body. So something that I would highly, highly recommend many people. Once again, you got to have an actual black pepper combination with curcumin in order for it to be activated and be more bioavailable. Bioavailable is fancy word for how much of it can you absorb? How much of that actual, you know, curcumin that you're taking in your body can you absorb into your cells to do what it's supposed to do and obviously help with gene expression, anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, talked about resveratrol, curcumin. Um so you know, another one I want to talk about is sulforaphane, uh, and that comes from broccoli. And that is something that, you know, yet again, it's a phytochemical that really helps the body, um, you know, create the, the good gene expression. And the reason why that is um, that is important is because it allows the body to do, um, you know, it, it to do that anti-inflammatory uh that the anti-inflammatory and also um, to allow the body to to create 
those good genetic um, expressions from the epigenetics that comes from the gene uh, because obviously it's something that would allow your body to express better. So that is uh, something that is found in broccoli. And the issue is this. So um, if you were to consume like 20, um, you know, 20 heads of, you know, uh, actual broccoli or cabbage or anything like that, it would be a different story. But most people don't, Um, you know, and these actually have a very, very high anti-cancer property. And once again, it acts on the histones, which is those proteins that are, um, you know, found inside of the actual DNA. And when you're talking about, you know, gene expression, you want to be affecting the DNA. So if you're affecting the DNA and you, you want to do that to the best of your ability at the, at the you know, genetic level, you want to have the chemicals that allow you to do that. So, you know, this is, they, they actually, they actually modify the chromatin structure and lead to changes in DNA accessibility. And this is where if you are eating a diet that is high in sulforaphane, uh, which once again comes from broccoli, I don't expect you to go looking for a chemical bottle that says sulforaphane on it and start taking that. Uh, I'd rather you eat broccoli on a regular basis, but this allows for that histone modification. And what the cool thing is this, the epigenetic changes that take place you can actually sometimes and this is another very very early on um you know field of study meaning the last 10 15 years or so that the epigenetic changes that you are doing to your body because of the food choice you made you can actually alter genes that when they get passed down to your offspring or your kids, now your kids will have a better genetic expression of different things that are obviously positive and healthy for you. So uh, once again, I know it's kind of heady stuff. Uh, That's okay. Some of you love this kind of stuff. It is important to understand that broccoli is good. Not only broccoli, curcumin, resveratrol, all these other foods are good, but it's really a lot a lot easier to understand the why behind it uh, in order for you to like actually shove it down your throat and eat it because some people don't like it. It's like, I'm never going to eat curcumin or I'm never going to eat broccoli. I'm never going to have resveratrol. And it's because they don't really understand the grandiose. Uh, if you know that it can kill cancer and it can help you reduce inflammation and all these different things, you're more apt to say, you know what? Uh, yeah, this is probably going to taste bad, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and chug it down anyways because I know it's good for me. So that's exactly why I'm talking about these things because last week I talked about epigenetics and it's very exciting, but if I don't give you any applicable things you can do right now, obviously it's all for nothing because you can't really apply the information and do something different that's going to change your life. So I got to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, the in-season talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. It's always want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. Press option 2. Team is sending by ready to answer your questions about this topic or topic 
topics we covered in the past. So on the previous few segments, I've been talking about epigenetics, foods that actually activate your genes in a good way. So it actually activates a good genetic expression, such as the one that keeps your skin nice and healthy and thick and not brittle. Uh, the one that keeps your bones strong, the one that allows you to, you know, you know, uh, you know, kill tumors faster, etc. So we've been talking about that and the different foods that do so. Uh, and, and one of the last foods I want to talk about here before we end the show for today, I want to talk about, uh, you know, selenium. And selenium is another compound that actually affects the epigenome or the epigenetics or the, the, gene, the gene itself. Uh, and selenium is a nutrient found in Brazil nuts. It's also found in chicken, game meat, and beef. Uh, so this actual chemical is very vital for human health. Uh, deficiencies have been linked to different diseases, including cancer. So I said I don't have to take tell you any more than that if you don't have right levels of selenium you're going to obviously have an actual issue with the 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 health of your body so um there's a couple of studies that that took place one is specifically on uh you know non-melanoma skin cancer 1300 or so individuals at high risk of developing this disease were given uh, 200 nanograms of selenium or placebo orally per day for an average of four and a half years. Uh, obviously, this is not saying that it prevented skin cancer, but it did produce a significant 44% secondary decrease in lung cancer uh, incidence. So not necessarily that it actually prevent the skin cancer from happening, but it did have a secondary side effect that they were not even aware of in the study that actually reduced the incidence of lung cancer by 44%, so almost 50% reduction in actual, you know, lung cancer from taking selenium at 200 nanograms. And this is once again, something that it was literally affecting the gene expression because it was acting upon the gene itself and allowing the methylation. So to turn on or off genes that would have said, yes, go ahead and create cancer or no, 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 don't create lung cancer. So this is uh, something that you also should be consuming. Once again, Brazil nuts, game meat, chicken, beef, uh, all those things have uh, good sources of selenium. It's something that you need to definitely be consuming. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is garlic. And garlic is allium sativum. That's a chemical. And it's literally just been used to prevent, you know, and obviously I talked about it before. I think I did a whole radio show on garlic, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, almost two years ago. It's antibacterial, antiviral, anti-inflammatory. Uh, th this compound literally is, is an organosulfur, and it actually allows your body to kill things like cancer and it also allows your cells the ones that are going awry right so you know how i was talking about the copy machine making copies of the really bad poem so the there is a thing that the actual cell or the poems themselves would realize like holy cow i'm a really bad poem i have really bad punctuation i don't rhyme you know what i'm gonna do i'm going to kill myself it's called programmed cell death or apoptosis. So when you consume garlic, allium sativum, which is once again the chemical name of the chemical that is in garlic that's very potent, this actually turns on the gene 
for the cells to realize, holy cow, I am not supposed to be here. I'm really bad. I'm going to just go ahead and destroy myself, and I'm going to not not actually interfere with anything else going on. So that is the beauty of epigenetics. So by you consuming these foods, selenium, garlic, curcumin, resveratrol, uh, sulforaphne, uh, all these things actually allow your body to express the proper genetic uh, you know, expression that you want that's going to prevent actual cancer and other diseases. And I, I talked about cancer because the study is specifically kind of highlighting cancer, but I, I talk about those things because they're very, very important to prevent and obviously allow your body to be as healthy as possible. So folks, I'm out of time. Uh, you're listening to Living the Full Life, but I want to remind you once again, we're going to be having an event uh, on Facebook, Facebook Live. It is called the Genetics, Epigenetics, and MTFHR Workshop. It's going to be on September 21st, Monday night, 8 p.m. I want you to get signed up. You can message us on Facebook. You can call our office at 937-552-7364, press option two. So you can actually get set for a reminder so you don't forget to tune in and listen because it's exactly what I'm gonna be talking about in great detail on that night. So thank you so much for joining me today. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, the Injuries and Talk. WHIO Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station. Powered by Back to Business IT. Take care of your business. We'll take care of your IT.